pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 332. Today I'm going to chat with Lena Mechelek, discuss a new push by lawmakers to target ammo sales from Lake City, highlight the new T-Mag from Magpul, and talk about epic trolling on a recent post from the Clinton Library. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Lena, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing excellent. Hello there. <laughs> we both realized uh, that we're like one state away from each other and we're both looking outside our window seeing that snow, which... Piled out. Piled out. Yeah, you definitely probably got a lot more than I did. But either way, I think after SHOT Show, we should just plan a vacation somewhere warm. Although, I guess you do have something coming up that's a nice vacation Somewhere, you know, nice and tropical-esque. Warm and cozy and tropical and bougie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah coming up. Yeah. Here we come. Yeah. Which we'll talk about here shortly. But in the meantime, before we start the show, taking a quick break, talking about BSF barrels. BSF barrels, they just added more barrels to their lineup. So among the carbon fiber barrels that they offer for bolt guns, they just added new pre-fit ones for several platforms that are already pre-fit for the action, and you don't have to send them off to a gunsmith to have them fitted. They have them for the Savage Bolt Actions, the Zermit Arms, the Aero Precision Solace, and Springfield Armory Waypoint. Each of them have multiple chamber options according to what the platform is, and uh, they're also available in multiple lengths as well. Check them out, bsfbarrels.com. Remember to use the code ELITE15, that's E-L-I-T-E-1-5, that's going to get you 15% off your entire order. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Lena, I'm really happy to have you back on the show. It's been a while since I've had you on. It's been a few years, actually. We're a long time, like a new person. Yeah, <laughs> I know. When I was first getting started. But I do remember, you know, a lot of like your, you know, your story of how you got involved. And essentially, you grew up, both your parents, they shot professionally. And you kind of like my story, you were just like, eh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something different. And then you get into the real world. And you're like, eh, maybe I don't really want to do this. And came back, you know, into the gun industry, which we're very thankful to have you. But now you've started something completely different aside from you still doing competition shooting and being sponsored by SIG and some of the other, you know, really big companies in the gun industry. You started, I'd say, what was it? Has it been a year and a half, two years now? That you started um, the road. We're about to have our one year launch anniversary next week at Shot Show because okay. that's where we came to market just one little super fast year ago. Wow, that's crazy. It's only been a year. It seems like it's been a little bit longer than that because you've gained so much momentum. But essentially, you started this Rose program. And I say it's a program, it's not just about a gun. But you kind of shared your story with us when I went to the Nashville retreat. Do you mind sharing that with listeners and sort of how, you know, this whole Rose program came about? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to because it is truly a dream of mine come true. So before COVID, I was spending about 200 days a year on the road competing exclusively, just trying to win as many shiny medals and trophies as I could. And then I was home for the longest time that I've ever been during COVID. We were all stuck at home and it was a great time to reflect and take a pause. And I realized that although I was still competing a lot, it was not fulfilling me in the way that I kind of demand that the things that take up my life do, you know, they got to be worth my, my time, my effort, my life. And competing wasn't it anymore. But what I did realize is the power that I had when I was able to share my experience and skill set with others. And I grew up around my mom being one of the first like 
independent women's only training like camps and organizations. So I grew up around that and seeing the power that uh, educating women could have. And then COVID came and I was like, I don't know what to do with myself, but I have this skill set and I want to share it. And also I wanted people to stop being afraid. Mm -hmm. During COVID, we just saw everyone terrified of everything. And we all know the stats if you're in the gun industry, we had more gun buyers than we've ever had. And more of them were women. But in my mind, I just saw that as people that finally had something scarier than a gun, which is the only reason they were choosing to purchase a gun. Now, they weren't getting it and becoming confident and competent owners. They were getting it and putting it in the top of their closet and like avoiding the fact that they now had a gun. And that's pretty unacceptable. Mm -hmm. So figured I was going to do something about it. So I decided that I was going to train everyone I could possibly get in a room together, uh, which meant that I wasn't going to be able to compete again. Uh, so when I made this big choice, I knew I would need to talk to Sig and kind of just let him know that the job that they always had me for, I wasn't going to do again. So very lucky for me, a conversation that I thought would end in me being fired ended with them going, your dream, we're doing it. Um, they literally said that in a call. And I was like, what do you mean we're doing it? <laughs> like what? I had only ever envisioned me kind of on this mission uh, to educate women and then sig saw it and was like no we can make more of this we can do better we can do it together and it expanded from just education to all that rose is which is a product line supporting with two different pistol options and a whole bunch of supporting products online education a free online community and in-person events around the country and we just wrapped up our are about to wrap up our first year uh, it's been freaking awesome. Like this was better received than anyone anticipated mm -hmm. besides me, because I've been looking at this market for a, a really long time and looking at so many women desperate for information and community and a way into firearms that builds their confidence. And I'm just super proud of Sig and I for being able to provide something that I think the market really needed. Because... Mm -hmm. so we get tired of people just pushing guns, you know, like I want to see people on the range be super competent and confident firearms owner because to be honest, selfishly, the more educated owners there are, the more security I have in my life and in the Second Amendment. So I want everybody to just be super kick ass gun owners. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's the goal. And we've been doing super good at it. Uh, our community has grown to over 13,000 women. Uh, last year, we had about nine in-person events. And this year, we'll just keep growing. That's awesome. So I have to wonder when you went in, or, well, I guess when you had this meeting with SIG, were you just like, all right, I'm going to be an instructor and I'm just going to travel around and educate women? Was that your initial goal? Yeah. Well, that was all that I imagined because, I mean, we all we all do it where we we can't think like bigger than what we've known. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the only thing I knew was that I could set out on the road and I could do this all by myself and just do what I could. And yeah, the the meeting was more like uh, 1 a.m. in a hotel lobby where I was like, this is what I have to do. because I was terrified. I mean, being a professional competitive shooter, I've provided for myself. And kept my lights on yeah. through shooting since I was 15 years old. Yeah. You know, it's like all that I had ever done. And then I decided that I was just going to stop. Yeah. No, I can only <laughs> and imagine. And do this other thing. So it's very emotional. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, those are the things that are worth doing. The things that are super uncomfortable that provoke us to make hard choices. Mm. So I had my little boohoo. Uh, pour my heart out moment. And yeah, and then they called me back and were like, okay, listen, <laughs> we figured it out. You're not just going to run off by yourself and do this. Like, yeah, we're, we're doing it with you. So it's um, interesting because SIG did kind of, you know, not to talk crap about SIG at all, but they essentially, you guys essentially did something that a lot of people get flack for, which would be, okay, shrink it and pink it. To a degree, you know, I mean, you guys took the P365 and then just kind of added a little bit of a feminine touch. A lot of the little accents on the P365 are rose gold. And so it was interesting because 
typically in the past, anytime somebody's done this, it didn't really take off as well. But I think, you know, it, this has become more than just a gun. And you did it also like in a very like posh, classy way where mm-hmm. it's not, you know, like rose gold. I, I like that color. I don't like the bubblegum pink or the light pink, you know, like the baby, you know, baby girl pink. Yeah. It's really been exciting to see how far it's taken off. And I would say it probably has definitely surpassed my expectations, but I love what you guys are doing. And I absolutely love, you know, you and SIG because I do think that more manufacturers, I'm surprised they're not, more manufacturers need to jump on board and start catering to women and actually figuring out what it is that women need as opposed to just assuming, which is very typical of men, you know, sometimes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, uh, one of the coolest things about uh, Rose, and you're right, we offered Rose, we didn't bring new guns, like we didn't manufacture some un- unknown gun or brand new thing that's never been done. But what we did was take all of the things that we know a new shooter needs and made them as easily accessible as possible. So that was the whole goal of the kit was once again, not to give just a gun, but a gun and the next steps and all the next steps that they would need to take their ownership to whatever level they want. Mm-hmm. Women, I always find as an entire demographic, they want more information. Like we're usually the detail oriented ones where the overthinkers were the ones that are like, I want to dip my toe in. I refuse to just dive in head first, which is kind of the only way the industry has been before you know like if you want in the gun industry hop in and it's like whoa 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 like yeah i want to i want to get cozy with the idea of this before i do that um so with the kit the online education the community everything else that goes with it that's what makes it special but you're right just the gun itself it's just a gun but what makes rose rose is the commitment after that mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i'm gonna take a quick break talk about gators Gators has their blast shield frames with the lens. They also just released a new case that holds like one pair of glasses and then an extra pair of lenses. So if you need to swap it out, if you're going from low light to bright light or anything like that, super easy. They've become one of my favorites on the range to use. And I think that when I go to SHOT Show, which is just coming up, I'm leaving in a few days. And Lena, I'm assuming that you're going to SHOT Show as well, right? For just a couple days, yes, ma'am. Yeah, we're just a couple days out, which it's like getting down to the nitty gritty. And I, you know, I remembered last night I made a little list of things that I'll typically forget to bring. And I'm like, okay, you're an iPro because I'm going to range day. And I plan on bringing those glasses as well. So if you guys want to check it out, they have a bunch of different glasses out there, lots of different frames to fit everyone's face. You can adjust them accordingly. I mean, they are definitely a lifesaver and it's just good quality stuff. Head on over to gators.com forward slash Ava15 and you're going to get 15% off by using that URL. Let's talk about the retreat that you guys have coming up, which takes place in Boca Raton, Florida. Mm -mm -mm. And yeah, I'm like excited for this. I'm like, man, how do I get on this trip? And I talked to uh, someone from SIG this morning and she was like, oh yeah, it's going to be bougie, which I have not heard that term used with the other events. And I have to say the event in Nashville was bougie. I mean, the hotel was beautiful. Everywhere that we went to, you know, to eat was amazing. Renting out the white limousine Dolly Parton's place was bougie. It was, I mean, and then we also had like a, a gala at the end where everyone wore gowns and there was this guy that was playing music like you know acoustically and singing and it was just so amazing oh in line dancing in nashville oh yeah 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 you yep, guys yep. a little a little local local things to do uh, at each of them mm-hmm. yeah so i'm like wow i can't even imagine what you guys have planned for florida and Ooh, i was it's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful what a wonderful time to go to florida right after all of this nasty winter um it's gonna be Super fun. The facility is absolutely beautiful. Facility as in hotel. Yeah. You can tell I talk about ranges a lot. Yeah. Um, 
the hotel is beautiful and uh every day if you're coming to participate like you have no worries we shower you in tons of free rose gifts and swag gun and ammunition are provided for the classroom there's lifestyle seminars and there's always some local touring to enjoy the different locations that we go to this will be our third rose retreat our first one launched in nashville that's where you were uh and then we did one in chicago and now we're coming to florida yeah it's amazing i was actually just looking up the hotel before you jumped on and joined me and the hotel looks beautiful it's like right on the beach and then it has the pool and i'm assuming you know you guys are all going to get beautiful views and then even just the event space in that hotel which I'm assuming you guys are going to, you know, meet up here and there, um, maybe to do the fashion show, which is what you guys did in Nashville. And Mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun. And so it's like, not only do you, you know, walk people through like, okay, you know, shooting fundamentals and how to take your gun apart and clean it. And, you know, essentially do like a full day on the range with you and getting familiar with your gun. But then also SIG offers a fashion show with, you know, they team up with a few companies and they show you like, okay, now that you have this gun, you're going to carry it, you know, how to do so, so that it's comfortable and you could still be fashionable as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's, I mean, you got in concealed carry. I got in the concealed carry. I wish I could have just found someone that kind of looked like me and what worked for them so I could have an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so the goal of the fashion show is always to just highlight different body types, different activities, different styles of clothes, and then carry options that work. Yeah. And then the usually the manufacturer, whatever products used, is just right around the corner there to uh, personally help out any women that want to try out some products. I'm also there at the fashion shows afterwards. Uh, Last time in Chicago, I personally fitted every single lady with a gun. So they came over to my full length mirror and I had, you know, options of everything that was used in the runway. And um, I fit them and gave them suggestions on places to carry and equipment that would uh, work best for what they had on right now. Wow. So it's one of my, that, that is one of my favorite parts the hand fitting of like gear and stuff to women yeah, because it's always one of the biggest struggles. So it's one of my favorite parts because it's where, I don't know, using my expertise and like a little bit of knowledge and stuff can really help people. And like, you just see it on their face, you know, like you just like find that spot on their side and you find the holster that goes there and whatever it's going to be to attach it, whether a belly band or their pants or something. And then it just like disappears and they're like, oh my gosh, it is possible. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it is. I got you. (laughs) Um, So it's one of my favorite personal touches uh, at the Rose Retreat opportunities for me to help people. I think that's also the hardest part is, you know, now you've, you're okay, you feel comfortable with this gun, but now you have to figure out how you're going to carry it every day. And that was my biggest struggle. I think the things that I, well, the last two things that I really got comfortable with were taking my guns apart to clean them because I was just like so terrified that I wasn't going to get it put back together. And then once you realize you're like, oh, that's it. Okay. But you don't know why you, you know, kept putting it off for so long. And then I can't tell you how many purchases I made as far as like, okay, well, I'm going to try this holster or I'm going to try this way of carrying. And it was just such a waste of money because none of it really worked out. It is. Yeah. Incredibly frustrating. frustrating. And then even there's been pieces of gear that I've gotten that the first like two, three tries, I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever gotten. I don't know how this works. This isn't it. Yeah. And then a year later, I come back to it and I'm like, oh, I know. (laughs) No. Well, if I'm supposed to be an expert and if I have, you know, 10 plus years of experience and guns are literally all that I do, I'm always like, how does the new person figure this out mm-hmm. easily or comfortably or confidently? And like, that's the that's the whole goal of Rose. Um, take what's there and arm everyone with experience and knowledge and help them figure it out. Yeah. Because it's overwhelming. And it's not that there's not good information out there. There is. There's tons of it. So much of it that you don't know what to do first. (laughs) I know. I know. Absolutely. 
Do you have an idea of like any of the events outside, like in that's going to take place in Florida? And those are surprises. You'll I was have to go to Florida. I know. I'm like, uh, I was like looking through. I'm like, okay, what are you guys going to do? Because I mean, yeah. Sig is not known for doing anything half-assed or you yeah. know, not going all out. Like they've anything that Sig has ever done. I mean, even their range days were so impressive. You know, like. Mm-hmm. They do everything to the most. I mean, I think that in Nashville, we had a charcuterie board that probably cost more than anything I've ever I bought. Know. I know. And it was, I'd say it was charcuterie table. Even yeah. like if a table full of sliced meat and cheese is like impressive, just imagine what we do for the real impressive stuff. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that too. I actually took video of that charcuterie board because... <laughs> I was like, this is the nicest, biggest jacuzzi board I've ever seen. And yeah, we barely even made a dent in that thing. But yeah, so I can only imagine. I guess I'll just have to, you know, watch you guys on social media and and see what you guys have planned. Uh, What were some of the things that you guys did in Chicago? In Chicago, we went to Gino's, which was a historical uh, pizza place because it's Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, on game night, we went to a bowling alley and this other weird like little game where you like throw balls. I don't I don't remember what the name of the game is, but my team did win. Oh, uh, I was very <laughs> excited about that. And then we went on a river cruise to wrap it up for the gala. Oh, cool. Uh, and did a tour of downtown Chicago from boat. Um, it was quite beautiful. Nice. And lots of really good food. Oh, my gosh. Mm, love food. I know. Same. 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 Oh, and Chicago uh, is known for its shopping. So there were also uh, opportunities for ladies to go check out the attached giant uh, mall to our hotel. So hmm. all sorts of things. Yeah. You definitely, you guys definitely pick like good locations that are very central and have a lot to offer. You know, the goal is always easy access for people flying in and then um, not a lot of travel time because you don't want to go to an event and spend all the time in like a bus or a van, like get from one place to the next. So especially in Florida, it'll be one of the best locations I think that we've gone to because we get to be so centrally located for the vast majority of our events. So we don't have to waste our time skadoodling around. We can yeah. just get to it. I hear you. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Mantis. You are also sponsored by Mantis. Yeah. And how long have you guys been working together? If you don't mind me asking. Probably three or four years now. Okay. And so you have a lot of experience with their stuff. I have to ask, what is your favorite product with them? I find that my most used product is the Blackbeard X. It is the auto rifle trigger resetting whole system. So it replaces the bolt. It has a magazine that tracks all of your movements, your trigger pulls, and it automatically resets your trigger. It's going to be absolutely one of my most used things in 2024 because in August, we have the IPSC Rifle World Shoot in Finland. So I will be freaking dry firing my butt off with my Mantis X for sure. Wow, that's pretty impressive. And you also just got back from another trip that was overseas, right, with everyone? Yeah, um, I went to Thailand for the IPSC Shotgun World Shoot uh, back in December. That's amazing. And how did you like Thailand? Uh, it was very interesting and fun like i love international travel because i approach it with an appreciation for the differences that are there mm-hmm. and it is definitely so different to go to thailand um i enjoyed it i also loved the heat everybody showed up and was like melting and i was like yes let us all just <laughs> enjoy this tropical 95 degree heat yeah. um uh, it was quite it was quite wonderful. The competition was good. Uh, and the country as a whole did phenomenal at accepting, you know, hundreds and hundreds of competitors flying in with firearms, which yeah. international travel with guns is a bit of a doozy, but they did. They did real good. Yeah, I can only imagine. Well, Mantis also has the Blackbeard X now for the uh, the SIG MCX. Yes, so- it is already out. And... 
my rifle for the rifle world shoot, I'm torn between an MCX and an AR. So we'll see which one I go with uh, and which one I end up using. Well, but they both operate uh, the same, just replacing the bolt, adding in the mag to the bottom, and then you got uh, endless trigger pulls. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's really nice that they cater to both of those. So if you guys want to check it out, head on over to mantisx.com. Lena, I have to ask. So out of the Rose P365s, what do you prefer, the 380 or the 9? I find myself to carry the 9 more often than the 380. Uh, I obviously have both, um, and I use both, and I shoot both of them. Uh, The 380, I use it when true tiny tiny gun is like necessary for the outfit i find that summertime uh the 380 comes out a whole lot more but now that we're in like winter i've got the nine millimeter xl with a dot on it uh and lots of room uh to carry it nice i yeah i actually i do the exact same thing i'm sure a lot of people are wondering how is it that you prefer to carry Mm, how do i prefer to carry i prefer to to just carry uh, safely. That's how I prefer to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I carry in a whole bunch of different means, but I find that either a fanny pack because I'm lazy and I just want to throw something on mm-hmm. or with um, my appendix carry holster, but almost never attached to my pants. I would say that I have appendix carry attached, my like holster attached to pants maybe. A few dozen times, I always find that I am wanting it to run higher up on my body or like way lower than my pants line. So I use uh, two different belly bands mainly. There's a Liberty band from Crossbreed that I like a lot. And then Rose partnered with Comfort Concealment to make one of the most like low budget, awesome products that I found uh, in the concealed carry world, which is their little concealed carry belt that you just wear under your clothes. Um, But that's how. And um, most typically in a high appendix carry. So more of where like the gun is r- over my belly button, like right underneath my my boobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> trying to hide it there. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, I prefer to carry it there as well. And everybody makes fun of like the flashbang holster, but, and I did too. I was like, well, that's really dumb. But then I tried it and I was like, oh, wow, it's actually, you can carry a lot of stuff and hide what it a- in this little area. This is a game changer. I know. I tell women all the time. I'm like, listen, you have one of the best things ever for concealed carry. Yeah. Boobs. Yeah. Like hide everything under them. If you have them, use them. Sadly, the flashbang doesn't work for me because I don't have enough to hide a whole gun under. But But if you do have them, work with them. Yeah. It sure does help. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm the exact same way. I don't really love appendix carry as much. It's it just, you know, the minute I sit down or I get in my car, I'm like, oh, I got to take this thing out. I mean, it works sometimes. And depending on what I'm wearing, I could yeah. conceal it fairly well, but it's just not as comfortable and not something that I want to use every day. I will say the fanny pack. So I've been working with that. And I also was working with like the Mantis X10 mm-hmm. and just working on like drawing from it. And I'm surprised by how quickly I'm able to draw the gun out of the fanny pack because you know, everybody always like, they always try to shy away from off body carry to an extent, but it's not necessarily off body is still like on you, but they're just like, eh, you know, fanny pack eh, or, you know, purse carry, even if it was like attached, you know, if, if you had like a kind of like a Cross drop board. leg or yeah. But I would recommend this all day, hands down, you know, I mean, it's easy, it's out of the way and you're definitely more likely to carry it than you would you know, anything else that might take a little bit longer or feel uncomfortable. So. And that's the number one thing. Like when you ask like what my favorite way to carry is, it's safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the means in which I do it kind of, they're like secondary. I find that people corner themselves and they're like, this is the only way I'll carry because like, you know, appendix carry is the only way I'll carry because it's the fastest draw. And I'm like, that's awesome. But what about the days when it just doesn't work? Yeah. And maybe you're someone that's like, it'll always work. I'll make it work. But most likely you're someone that's going to choose to leave your gun at home. Uh-huh. And that's the one answer that's like unacceptable. My two main rules of concealed carry, one, it has to be safe. Two, it has to be on you. Uh-huh. 
And it's like, okay, well, how do we how do we accomplish those two? Um, and I think a fanny pack is one of the most inviting ways because it's not actually touching your body. It doesn't affect what you're wearing. You can do it at almost any activity. You just strap your bag on. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely an awesome, awesome first step um, or only step if that's how you choose. But yeah, you can draw real fast out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised. true. My goal for wearing a fanny pack around my waist is under two and a half seconds. And then when I wear it crossbody, like slung across my chest, uh, my goal is three and a half seconds. Hmm. Yeah, I feel good then. I was actually able to draw the gun out of the fanny pack and pull the trigger in slightly, it varied, but like it'd be slightly under two seconds, if not maybe like a few seconds over. Yeah. Um, but I was yeah, surprised. But two and a half is consistency. Yeah. Like at two and a half, every time... I want you to be like nailing that. But yeah, you absolutely can do like faster. Yeah. But for sure. But still, I would be happy with that. I mean, that's even three seconds. That's actually still pretty quick. Most police qualifiers are a three and a half second draw. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Wrapping it up. So guys, if you are interested in putting your wives or your girlfriends through this retreat, or maybe you are like me and you're an independent woman or like Lena, independent Mm -hmm. you don't need no man and uh you just want to put yourself through it definitely take advantage of this retreat coming up i am dying to know like just what all you guys have planned because this just looks like an awesome trip the dates are from april 24th through the 27th and i mean even if you guys don't have experience there was lots of people on the trip that i went on that didn't have any experience or if you know if they had shot a gun before it'd been years and a lot of people were a little nervous about it and everyone seemed to be really confident afterwards so if you're looking to even just get like your feet wet no experience or maybe you do have some experience but you really want to like hone in on that definitely sign up for this retreat you can do so by going to sigsour.com forward slash rose and then you'll obviously you'll see Lena there. And then Lena, just kind of wrapping this up, are there any future plans that you can share with us? Absolutely. Um, in February, we'll be announcing the full 2024 schedule. So be on the lookout for that on all of the Rose social media pages and SIG. But whether or not you own a Rose or you don't, Please check out the online community and the free education. If you just want support on your journey, you have questions that women have about guns, like how to carry it, what are you doing, or you just want some people to cheer you on while you uh, while you grow, check out the community. It's, uh, it's a really awesome place. The in-person events, too, will be all across the country. So even if you can't make it to the retreat, make it to our other ones. We have all sorts of different ones and different levels of education and time with the product in me. So I guarantee we got something for you. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. No, that's it. No, you. I thought you said. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, and, and I'm like, what else? <laughs> oh, I could probably come up with something, um, but but we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Well, definitely check out the community Facebook group. It's just a really nice group of all these women helping each other out. It's been very supportive, and you don't have to have a Sig Rose in order to join. You could have any gun or no gun. Everyone's been very helpful and sharing different ideas on, you know, what works for them. And yeah, so it's it's really good. So just search for Rose Community and join the Facebook group as well. And then, as I said before, if you guys want to sign up, head on over to sigsour.com forward slash Rose, or if you want to find out more information or buy any of the merch there, they have a bunch of stuff that's really cute. I have been repping quite a bit of it. Like this morning, mm-hmm. I worked out, had my rose water bottle. Yeah, your one. white one? Yes. The white one's my favorite. <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, yeah, it's the white one. But then I also got um, a funny, like, I got to take a picture and show it to you, but it's not a Stanley Cup, but it is, it, the you know, it looks like a Stanley Cup. And mm-hmm. then it has a SpongeBob on it and it's spelt like Stanley, like, with like some capital letters, some lowercase. So it's just mm-hmm. making fun of like the stupid Stanley Cup. The phenomenon. giant, giant Stanley Cup. Yes. The, you know, because you know how people are like, it's like a Black Friday at Walmart, but they were, it was taking place in Target and they were all like going crazy over the Stanley Cup, the Valentine's Day one. 
don't know oh, if you saw that, but I it was... Was there just like a big fight over it? Yes. It was oh. crazy. There's been... And it's happened in different locations. And people are oh, just... What a fun craze. Do you yeah. remember like, in the future, we're going to look back on 2023, 2024. And we'll be like, remember when... Or the trend? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's crazy. But all right. Well, moving on with the rest of the show, IWI... If you guys are looking for a rugged and reliable gun, definitely check out the Galil Ace. I have the pistol version. It's one of my favorite guns, but they also have the rifle version. They have the Gen 2 version. So that is chambered in either 762 by 39, 556, 54 by 39, and then 762 NATO. The Gen 2 version includes a free flow M lock rail for accessories. One of the best things about the Galil is that it shares a lot of the features of the AK, but the charging handle is on the left side. So the manual of arms is easier for those not used to the AKs. Like I said, you can get them in the rifle version as well. Check it out. It's a solid gun, really fun to shoot. And just head on over to IWI.us. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word. You'll get 15% off anything in their web store. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics, so AG's target, Lake City. You probably all remember back in November when a rumor came out that Winchester had been banned from selling ammo produced at the Army Lake City production plant from being sold to civilians, which, I don't know, Lena, do you remember hearing about that? And everybody's like, what are we going to do? Now 556 is going to be like even harder to get. Do you remember when that was circulating? Yeah. And I even said, I'm like, I don't know, because I I was looking at Lake City and their social media and stuff. I'm like, nobody has actually come out and said anything from their plant, though. So I'm like, I do have to believe that this is a rumor in order to maybe bolster sales or scare people. Because, you know, I mean, as we saw with COVID, you know, scare tactics get people to move. Anyways, it turns out that was actually only a rumor. However, the New York Times ran a hit piece recently talking about how ammo produced at Lake City was tied to mass shootings and bought by murderers, anti-government groups, and so forth. Whether that was coordinated or just inspiring to anti-gunners, they're now trying to make that rumor a reality. The anti-gun attorney general of New York, Letitia James, and 19 of her fellow gun-hating attorney generals held a press release and issued a letter to the new White House Office of gun violence prevention. In their letter, they expressed concern that billions of rounds of military-grade ammunition manufactured at the Lake City plant has been sold to civilians and further talks about how dangerous 556 is and that no civilian should have military-grade guns or ammo. The whole reason the plant operates the way that it does is that it has, you know, constant levels of production and sells any surplus to civilians. They would not have staff and equipment sitting idle to meet military needs if they only relied on government contracts. They're demanding that the office investigate the contract that allows civilian sales and to end the diversion of military ammunition into civilian hands. This is exactly the kind of thing that they think that they can get away with using an executive order. Just the press release alone is sure to cause a surge in ammo sales which we even saw back in November. And as a result, it's going to make it extremely expensive for a lot of civilians to afford ammo. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Obviously, it was just a letter, even though they were like, you know, parading it around, acting like it was like end all. I'm sure we can expect to see a report from like the Office of General Violence Prevention that vilifies Lake City sales and recommends it to be stopped. But we'll see. But I don't know if anybody else is aware of how Lake City operates, but essentially they are contracted to make a lot of the ammo for, you know, for military and government use. And then whatever is left, then that's usually what they would sell to civilians. That said, I don't know off the top of my head what the percentage of sales is to civilians, but they make up a large amount of 5.56 ammo, you know, for the market. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this all pans out. But it's also annoying just to see how uh, 
I don't know. I want to say, I guess, how ignorant a lot of these people are because essentially 556 is typically the smallest round used in military use. And even when I was up at the state capitol and I was fighting a lot of these, you know, anti-gun bills, people were saying that like 223556 shouldn't be, you know, used. It shouldn't be in civilian hands. And, you know, some of the people were like, yeah, but we don't even use that for hunting half the time. Like, depending on what you're trying to kill, it's considered, you know, such a small round that it's not even ideal for that. It was really interesting to me that a lot of people are, you know, that they're just not doing their homework when it comes to stuff like this. This segment is brought to you from Rose by Sig Sauer. I'm here with Alma Reeves, and we met at the Nashville Rose Retreat. And if you guys tuned into the last two episodes, uh, you heard her answer to some of the other questions that I've asked. But wrapping up this interview, I just have a few last questions. Have you kept in touch with anyone from the retreat? Um, yes, definitely. Yes, I've made friends. Well, some of us friended one another on Facebook. Some of us have ongoing uh, chats going on in Messenger. Oh, nice. Where we keep in touch. Kimberly is one of them. She's an instructor in Nashville. Yeah. She's a photographer. She's an amazing person. Mm-hmm. She's like a, a gemstone, you know, in the in the jewelry store, some of the gemstones that they're cut to have so many sides, they just reflect so many different avenues or angles of light. Mm-hmm. That's the way Kimberly is. She has so many different giftings and talents that she's got a multifaceted personality and she's a really fascinating person to know. And then there's Amy. Amy um, is someone that I met before the retreat because the Rose team introduced us so that we would have someone to be with. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't be lonely. And she's someone I spent some time there. We spent time on and off. We spent time with each other. And then we would branch out and spend time with other women when we were meeting. Mm -hmm. I love Amy. I need to get her on the show. But Amy's insane with Kimberly. Both of them are fantastic. Um, and then I see you're also like really active on the Rose Community Facebook group. So that answers my question if you've joined. But do you also, are you an admin of that group as well? I recently became a moderator in the group to help just manage things like just little things like when uh, when maybe men try to join. It's, it's not that we're trying to keep men out necessarily, yeah. but it is a safe place for women to talk about, hey, how does this holster go? And is your bra getting in the way? You know, stuff yeah. like that. We just don't want guys around sometimes to talk about intimate things. So just things like that, helping just helping the right people find their spot and um, also being supportive in the group. It's it's really important. So many new women are getting um, their firearm for the first time and, and they're looking for direction. And it's nice to have walked that road and to be able to say, oh, I have been there. Let me hold your hand. Let's walk through this part together. It's mm-hmm. a little bit, it's a little tricky, but we can do it together, you know. Yeah. Well, and also um, just to be like welcoming and encouraging because, you know, I don't, I don't feel like women in general get that just not just in the firearms industry, but just in real life. You know, it's, I feel like a lot of times we live in a world now where it's like women like to put each other down pretty often. And, you know, it's just, it's a tough world out there. So it's always nice when you're, you know, maybe even just learning guns. I've been a firearms instructor now for over 10 years. And there's so many people that come to my classroom and they're nervous. So like really creating like that welcoming atmosphere, you know, mm-hmm. definitely changes. And I think it, it makes the difference between whether they try it for the first time and walk away and never touch a gun again versus, you know, they really enjoy it. They enjoy the community. They enjoy shooting and and they make it, you know, kind of like their livelihood. So I, I agree, agree with more. you completely. Yeah. I, because learning to shoot a gun for some, not for all, but for some, it's already a tense experience. There's a little explosion mm-hmm. going on from there. Yeah. You're trying to hold it in the right direction and everything and, and manage that power. And so why would we want to make things, you know, why would we want to be difficult with each other? When we already have something difficult that we're trying to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And also what I love about the Facebook group is it's not just SIG stuff. So if you guys aren't like the biggest fan of, you know, the SIG P365 Rose, maybe you have a different gun. 
but you yes. know, you're a female and, and you are getting into guns, I would still recommend joining that group because you don't have to have a P365 Rose or even a P365 to join. And what I like about the group too is other people have shared other recommendations as far as like holsters and, and other guns that they have and that they enjoy. And so it's not just like a, you know, a biased group that is just to help with SIG marketing. It's genuinely like a really good community of women just helping each other out. It is. It's like a tree. Mm -hmm. There's many branches on that tree. And maybe you're a Glock girl. So, okay, that's fine. You're a Glock girl. Still come and let's talk about how you carry your firearm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, what would you say is like your takeaway from the retreat? Oh, my goodness. I came home soul nourished. Definitely. My heart was nourished and my soul was nourished. Meeting women who were on, they were on different parts of the journey in their firearm journey, right? Some mm -hmm. were beginners, some were not, some were proficient, some were absolutely perfect, you know, but um, some were business-minded and some were moms. Every Meeting all different women and connecting with one another heart to heart as, I guess, unique participants of the human story, because women do have different obstacles to overcome in the firearm industry that men may not understand. Mm -hmm. Also, women opened up to one another so beautifully and so openly, so genuinely. I don't know how to explain it, but when you get together with women and you start talking about your story, like, this is where I came from. This is what I've endured. This is what I've overcome. And now I'm here to be your friend. When that starts happening, when women lower the shields and begin to trust one another with the deep things, connections are made that really aren't easily broken. So I came home better. I came home thankful. I came home with more friends. Mm -hmm. And I needed them, Ava. I don't know how it is for you on your end of the world over there, but here in the Michigan area, there aren't a lot of female firearm instructors. There aren't a lot of women who come to the range or even in my social circle, there aren't women that are like, oh, yeah, let's get our guns and go. Mm -hmm. You know, Everybody has their niche. Some people scrapbook, some people crochet. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not a crocheter, but <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate the fact that my friends who do other things aren't harsh with me because I won't do their things. And I try to give them the same respect. Yeah. But to the retreat, Sig Sauer put all of us together like, hey, all of you love this thing. Come and hang out together. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So much gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Life changing. And then my last question is, have you watched any of Lena's training videos that, you know, it's that QR code that comes uh, inside the box with your P365? Mm hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. They're very helpful. And I learned a lot from them. I, You know, one of the things that was so simple, oh my goodness, was, um, I'm not sure which one it is, but she pivots when she racks her slide. So when you're facing down range and you're trying to rack your slide, it can be a little bit awkward. She does a little pivot with her body so that her body turns, but the gun doesn't. Yeah. And then boom, rack the slide and then pivot back to your facing down range again. Yeah. That that's a game changer right there. That does one teeny movement. And I show everyone now, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, and I mean, especially because racking the slide can be really difficult. I know when I first started, I couldn't do it to save my life. And then as soon as somebody, you know, taught me that, you know, and then that kind of push pull, you know, with the pivot. Oh, and I'm yeah, just like, oh, yeah, game changer. I could rack any slide now. Well, they're not pointing their gun sideways at them. Yeah. <laughs> through the bulletproof glass or partition, I understand. But nevertheless, sideways. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I get it. <laughs> rack. <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that was um, the videos. I think there's something about being able to, even if you have that feature where you can throw something that's on your phone up on your television screen mm -hmm. or access the internet on your television screen, all of a sudden, Lena's in your living room talking just to you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's just, I'm sorry, but it's, I feel like it's revolutionary. I've never had a woman in, in my living room talking just to me mm -hmm. about, about guns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so. love it. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your experience with us. Really appreciate it. This wraps up the interview series with Alma Reeves. If you guys want to check out Sig Rose, head on over to sigsour.com forward slash Rose. And don't forget to join the Rose Community Facebook group. Just search for Rose Community. Alma, thank you so much once again. It was my pleasure. I'm so glad we had a chance to chat today. Caldwell. Lena, I got to say, I've seen your dad use quite a bit of Caldwell products. I don't know if you have. Absolutely. His favorite, because he is the ultimate penny pincher that has ever placed his feet on the range, is their brass catcher, which is super, I mean, it is really nifty for uh, AR and especially like PCC because my MPX ejects nine millimeter brass like 10 feet away. Oh, wow. With a huge pain to go try and find and pick up. So the little brass catcher that mounts to the rail. It's pretty mm-hmm. nifty. Pretty nifty. Yeah, I actually have one of those. I haven't used it, but maybe I should, especially now when I'm shooting outdoors, because it's not like you could just sweep it up like I can when I'm in my indoor range. And no. so, yeah. It's pretty nifty. Um, I suggest the rail mounted one over the one that has like a little strap on it. Mm-hmm. That one's not as cool. Hmm. Well, next thing you know, I'm going to be like, you know, showing up at the range with my brass catcher and I'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm like Jerry Michalek. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, if you want to get yourself a brass catcher or anything else that Caldwell offers, head on over to CaldwellShooting.com. And don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word. You'll get 10% off your entire order. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Today in Tactic Talk, so Magpul announced the T-Mag. Lena, I'm assuming that you're familiar with the P-Mag, right? Which is like the, you know... Like, I think they announced it back in 2007, and it's essentially been, like, the world's iconic magazine. Um, Absolutely. It completely took over the old aluminum ones. Yes, exactly. Or steel mags, not aluminum. Yeah, essentially, well, metal, whatever. Whatever metal it is that they use. But, yeah, so PMAG, polymer mag. Now, apparently, after years of R&D, they've announced a translucent magazine that meets their standard to lead the industry with the same standard of performance. The T-Mag Gen M3 is molded from a durable, high-impact translucent polymer with an olive drab hue. Right now, I guess it's only olive drab, but I've imagined that we're going to see other colors pop up. That's cool. I mean, I'm excited. I love the fact that you can look at a mag and tell if it's loaded or not oh so yeah. the fact that they're bringing one that i know will have magpul quality will be great because i use theirs now with the little window in it but mm-hmm. being able to see exactly all the way up to the top is going to be super cool yeah absolutely i mean even if you're like okay it's loaded but you don't really know how many or to what capacity or you know if you let's say you have like a new magazine and that spring is kind of stiff it doesn't happen as much with like AR mags, but you're like, okay, am I even at capacity? So it always helps when you can kind of see, you know, a little bit of like what you're working with. What comes to mind though is right away is I'm like, okay, cool. So they have translucent mags, like way to join the party because a lot of other manufacturers have been doing this for a few years now. But like you said, it comes with the Magpul quality and they do make some of the best stuff out there that just works. And not to mention the cost is always... I mean, P mags, you can get them for, gosh, they were like under 10 bucks for a while. Mm-hmm. MSRP on the new T mags is $23.95, but I'm sure, you know, that's just MSRP. So I'm sure we'll see it for much less in stores. But I'm definitely going to swing by the Magpul booth and check out the translucent ones. And maybe I'll post a picture of that. Very cool. Smith and Wesson. Your dad is, uh, I mean, basically the face, him and Julie are like the face of Smith & Wesson. 
I've actually, I've done quite a bit of events like Smith and Wesson events with your dad. I didn't get to go to the grand opening in Tennessee. Did you get to attend that with him by chance? I did. I actually drove straight down from New Hampshire to Tennessee to be able to cheer him on while he set a couple new world records. And what the last time he set revolver world records, I was four years old, so I wasn't quite able to cheer him on. So it was a, a super special opportunity for me to be able to be there while my, you know, 69-year-old dad set some more records. That's so, so crazy. It's crazy, too, that, you know, that he is that old. But he doesn't yeah. look it, you know, like, like even so, awesome. I mean, like how? Oh, I know. Well, so I think you and I have a lot in common, like art. So my dad's 77. And when I tell people that, actually, I think he just turned 78. When I tell people that they're like, no way, you know, because he's still like a little kid. He's super excited about everything. You know, you get him talking about all his little toys, you know, his museum and he shows off these guns and stuff. And, you know, so they're very similar in that respect. But what were the uh, the records that he was able to accomplish? So he was going after a pre-existing plate rack record. So a plate rack is just six circular target steel targets that knock over in a row. He was going after a pre-existing record there and he needed to beat, oh, what was it? I think like two seconds or 2.2 seconds. I think it was it was it was uh, a little bit over two seconds. Anyways, it's a pistol world record, but he decided to go after it with a revolver. Wow. So let's just take a moment to appreciate that because no one has ever, no one wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he was able to break that record. So he broke the pistol plate back record with a revolver. And then he set a separate revolver plate rack record. And his revolver plate rack record was 1.19 seconds with a draw for six plates. Wow. That's impressive. It was, it was impressive to see and uh, you got to cheer him on alongside the rest of my family, his brother and a whole bunch of family friends were able to come in and we kind of got to have like a, a private record setting. So yeah. it was it was pretty special. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. What did you think about the new facility in Tennessee? Um, well, we weren't allowed to go inside, and I'm sure especially I was not allowed to go inside. Yeah. They probably had someone watching me. <laughs> I know. They're like, they're like, okay, we're Lena. Intruders, we're intruders. <laughs> they're like, um, they're like, come on, Jerry, you can. Lena, you got to stay out here now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the other Mitchellicks, come on inside. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it was just outside of their facility. They weren't letting anyone inside. And I was mainly there because my family also set up a booth at their little festival thing selling um, my family's like Mitchlick branded products and revolver spring kits and grips and shirts and posters and all sorts of other fun things. Wow, that's nice. I love honestly, I love what you guys like all of you are doing. I love that you guys are all involved and you're all different in your own way. And it's just I don't know, even like your sister, you know, like all of you guys are just really like a joy to be around well thank you it's what i think makes the range a special place is that there are so few boundaries that block people from being there like Mm -hmm. age is not one yeah you know i started competing when i was eight years old i now see competitors that are younger than even i was and then people like my dad and even older i at the shotgun world shoot uh the oldest competitor there was 86 years old Wow. At a five-day shotgun competition, running around everything from like prone and wobbling platforms and moving targets, and he's just out there like blasting away. Wow. Um, So anyways, I just, it's one of my favorite things about the shooting sports. Not to mention, I mean, the fact that he's doing shotgun on top of that, it's not like, oh, well, this is a rimfire competition event. Yeah. Like shotguns, you you are going to take a beating, (laughs) like especially after five days. I don't care how well you shoot, how well, you know, you put that, you know, you shoulder that that shotgun. It's going to it's going to be feeling it like you'll you'll feel it afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of a lot of inspiring people to be around uh, on the range. Yeah. absolutely. it's one of my favorite things. You share it with everybody and every skill level. Hmm. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. 
All right. Well, last segment, World Typing Day. Who would have known that that was something? But apparently January 8th is World Typing Day. The Clinton Library commemorated the day by posting a picture of the then President Bill Clinton sending his first ever email on November 7th, 1998, which is crazy that it wasn't even that long ago. Uh, but this is where they went wrong. They included the caption of uh, they asked, can you guess who it was to? Which oh God. my initial. Yeah, my initial <laughs> is like uh, Monica Lewinsky. But no, everybody joked and they were like, oh, Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, essentially, this whole thing just was like a PR nightmare and people were like reposting it on Twitter. And then, of course, you know, followed by the obvious people saying like Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And this also happened to be the same day that the court documents were released, confirming portions of the relationship most of us, you know, know about for like for decades. So, yeah, it was it was interesting timing. But eventually they deleted it. But that's not to say that it's still out and about, you know, still getting reposted on social media. Gotta love the social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but- also, I mean, that's a that's some pretty wild coincidences if that was truly an accidental post. I know. Because that's a whole, that's probably like the most popular library post that's ever been, ever. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, I mean, what is it? Any marketing's good marketing, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody actually just asked me. That's that pretty bad. That's day. pretty bad yeah. marketing. If there was ever a real bad one, it's that. I know. Somebody asked me the other day. They're like, "Well, you know, in the gun industry, is it, you know, is bad publicity good publicity?" And I was like, "I never think so. Like, I'd hate that. I don't want, you know, I don't want that at all." This industry is so tiny. I don't think he'd be able to get away with it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think about a lot of the stuff that's been like PR nightmares, and yet a lot of these companies are still in business. So. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I think of it more from an individual standpoint. Companies yeah. will be able to withstand almost anything. But I think as an individual in the industry, yeah, you have a lot less forgiveness. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. Anyways, all right. So now it's time to wrap up. We do have a review from Curvy Girl Carrie titled Love This Podcast Five Stars. This is one of my favorite podcasts. Thank you for all that you do and having awesome guests, as well as keeping us informed on what's going on in the gun world and just in the world in general as it relates to firearms. I hadn't heard anything about the T-Mobile issues mentioned on your last podcast, and my fiance and I find that very interesting and alarming. I would love to see Lena Michalek on the show. That is so crazy, actually, because I didn't even read this before the show. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So that's kind of kind of ironic. Uh, Thanks for all you do. Keep up the great work. Well, there you go. Just made your request come true. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, as promised. So I'm going to be doing a giveaway after 10 reviews. I'm going to give away a pair of Gators Eye Pro. So definitely leave those reviews. I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoy the show and you want to support it, consider becoming a Patreon. You could do so by going to gunfunny.com forward slash support the show, or you could just go to patreon.com. Also want to thank the $25 Patreons who are Sig Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Writings, and William Nave. And then King of the Patreon is Jon Snow. And Lena, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you as always. Can you just remind people, I don't know, I don't think I asked you this before, but can you remind people if they want to follow you on social media, what are those handles? And then if anybody wants to sign up and meet you in Florida, what is that website? Okay. Oh, the website. Whoa, pause. Let okay. me find that. Okay. Don't yeah. worry, girl. I got you. It is sigsour.com forward slash rose. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. That wasn't even a trick question. I just thought it was. Um, if you would like to follow me, all of my social media handles are my name, first name Lena, L E N A, last name Michalik, M I C U L E K. If they have under a couple hundred thousand followers they are not me they are scam accounts that social media refuses to take down i do not want your information and don't follow them but follow me because i do all sorts of fun gun things um yeah and rose check out the retreat and all we have coming in 2024 yeah it's funny about the fake accounts because i have so many of those too and it's like why uh and, and it's always like people contact me and they're like hey i found out i won something and I'm like, uh, that was not a real account that contacted you. And I would not ask you to pay for shipping, but thanks. 
no i yeah it's it's pretty constant this year was the biggest year i really saw like um like a, a buffer of people not being able to find me you know yeah. like everyone's like, shadow banning but like it was like real people yeah. kept on messaging me and being like i followed you for years and all of a sudden like I didn't see you for months and then I couldn't find your account and I had to go to this other place to find a link to come here and I'm just not following you. And I'm like, well, I understand I'm uh, in hostile territory on social media. My TikTok has already been banned like twice. I'm on like my third one. Yeah. And I don't even try to do anything there. It's just too I know. I know. complicated. They do not like me. <laughs> no, I, I'm the same way. I just deleted my account and wiped it off my phone because I was just too yeah. paranoid. But all right. Well, keep up the good work. Hopefully I run into you at SHOT Show. Hopefully you're loading up on vitamin C now because I have a feeling this show is going to be, this might be one of my busiest shows and I'm already like feeling it. So I'm oh, like, already. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all right, just get past this week. <laughs> you better figure that out. I know. I gave myself the weekend <laughs> off just in case I want to sleep the whole weekend when I get back. <laughs> In case, I mean, when you, when I know, I already know it's, I'm going to, yeah, it's, it's going to happen, <laughs> but oh all right. God. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. And guys, I will talk to you next week. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.